This is Keenan Allen, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and boy, do we have a big hitter on today. Well, a big hitter with a very violent uh, Twitter <laughs> Twitter handle, by the way. <laughs> the, the, the FF hit, man. I'd actually, he is, he is, he's Mike Wright. He's from the Fantasy Footballers, of course. You can find uh, the Fantasy Footballers at thefantasyfootballers.com. Probably the most popular fantasy podcast out there in the uh, fantasy streets right now. Also, they have their Ultimate Draft Kit available at ultimatedraftkit.com. It has all of the rankings from uh, our friend, our friend Jason, uh, from Mike, from their guy Andy, and then also stuff like reception perception for Matt Harmon. It's a very, very um, dense and premium product that they have very highly recommended. That is ultimate Mike Wright, the Hitman. It's the scariest. Name. How, how did you get that name? By the way, I, 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 I've never asked you. You're such a nice dude. It's like, hey, look, it's, it's a bad story. It, I mean, it's, okay. it's, okay. it's so bad that it's funny to tell where uh, back when the podcast was just myself and Andy, and no one listened to it. Uh, Andy was going to be out of town, and I was like, "Oh, we got to keep the podcast going." So we just—I yeah. grabbed uh, another guy from our office who was in our league, and it—it it turned into like him not saying anything and me screwing around for an hour, just like <laughs> talking to someone, but really talking for myself. And and then I just started running all these jokes. I was like, "Andy can't stop me from doing anything because he's not here." And then I threw out the joke of like, I'm "Like, dude, you need." You need to start calling me the fancy hitman, and <laughs> and just and, like playing on how stupid it was. And then mm-hmm. Andy came back the next week, and every time he would say my name, I would correct him, and he would get he would get mad about it <laughs> because it's so stupid. And and then, but because he was getting mad, I had to keep doing it, and it just oh, became this bit. And then it was like, whatever. I mean, it's it no, kind of stuck great. on, and yeah. so it's like it, it's not bad. My name's. Mike Wright. If you go to Google and you Google Mike Wright, you're not going to find me. You're going to wow. find a million other people. But so it's like that's fine. I have a moniker that's not just my my John Doe name. No, yeah, just good. It's good. It's good. It's a good way to brand yourself. It's 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 better than it's better than our guy, the trash man, who literally is just oh, a, dude, I, heaping, I love heaping pile of, heaping pile of junk. You know, it's a I better, love, better story. Than I him. love the trash man. I love his takes. Hey, hey! Speaking of the trash man and trashy players, uh, uh, the, we should probably start out with um, start out with. Uh, so I saw that Jeremy Hill was cut by the Raiders. Do you have, do you have a favorite Jeremy Hill Raiders moment? <laughs> I figure we should show our show last, our respects. Maybe take a last, scroll down memory lane. Last couple days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's done. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's probably. I think he's probably <laughs> done too. What are, what about your boy David Johnson? Is is he done now that he's out of Arizona? Oh, man, it's so tough because like people forget how awesome he was for eight weeks. I mean, you're talking like half of the season, David Johnson was just rattling off running back one numbers over and over mostly because the offense he was in 
and he still has pass catching chops. Like his, his hands are still great and he can still mm-hmm. run a route and he can still win on a route. I don't know. I don't know if he has it anymore in the, in the legs, like the burst he needs to be, you know, like a thousand yard rusher. But we, uh, we've done some studies over here. We look, people love talking about vacated targets and, we've found there actually is a pretty decent correlation with vacated targets and then an uptick in running back targets the following to, to fill in that hole because, you know, we, we like to play the game of, okay, uh, receiver X is now taking over and there's a hundred vacated uh-huh. targets. Well, of course they're going to get him because it's the wide receiver. Maybe the wide receiver is not good enough. You know, I mean, like maybe they're not good enough to get open right. and get that target. So I think that David Johnson will see, enough targets to be valuable for fantasy football. Does he still have it? I, I don't know, but Houston's going to score a bunch of points. And I think that, I think, I think DJ is going appropriately in drafts. Like I think his ADP is fine. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, you know, people talk about this vague, that's an interesting point you bring up. Cause I saw today somebody that not even from the fantasy world and it was, um, Joe, Joe Shad, I think he covers the Dolphins. And okay. so whenever there was the news that um, that Albert Wilson was going to uh, clearly losing Albert Wilson's targets and Alan Hearns' targets, that's not a big that big. It's not like losing DeAndre right. Hopkins. But he but he was saying what he, what he said is kind of count, you know, not the most intuitive thing is he said, look, look for an uptick for Matt Breida as far as as far yeah. as his use in the passing. It was kind of kind of the same thing. And. I think with David Johnson, like you mentioned, 20, I mean, he averaged 20.2 fantasy points in PPR before he got hurt last year. Yes. I just, I know, I know you guys are Cardinals fans. So do you still think he's got some juice? I mean, are you, are you interested in David Johnson? If you can get him in the fourth round of, of, like, of your, of I'm, your draft? In, I'm interested if a draft falls the, the right way. I've been in almost all my mocks, all my real drafts. I've been just pounding the, the running back at the beginning. So I get to the fourth round and I'm I because I like the wide receiver there more than mm-hmm. I like David Johnson. So I've I haven't really set myself up to draft him if it but if a draft falls the right way, I wouldn't mind DJ as a running back too. If you could, maybe went two running backs first and then you got like some kind of Chris Godwin felt in the third and maybe you could right. DJ in the fourth or yeah. Yeah, well, I don't mind it. That can happen. I've I've had simulations where that kind of thing happens. So, but I've also one of the things in simulations that's been kind of weird these last couple of days, and something I'm really trying to. Um, speaking of Trashman, is something Trashman and I talk a lot about. He's been so into Kenyon Drake. I don't know what to do about this Kenyon uh, Drake. Yeah. Now versus Clyde, Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards, Elayer. Um, do you think like so Trashman's guys heads up? Yeah, I mean. Even Trashman, who's been the biggest Kenyon Drake guy, even Tra- Trashman was saying to end last season that Kenyon Drake was going to be a you know a, a first round pick, a mid to late first round pick. I told him he was crazy. I mean, it's turned out that he's I mean he's going in the late first now. I don't know whether to get Clyde Edwards Elaire over him because if you look at what Drake was able to do down the stretch, even though I kind of I've never liked him really, it's just, <laughs> but boy, I should. <laughs> well, I mean, did you really <laughs> like him before he got there? Uh, I actually did. Um, but okay. I, mean, I, I also, Jason, one of our co-hosts over here on the footballers has, he has had unpassionate support and love for Kenny Drake since draft day, since Drake was drafted. And then, and, and then you see him like <clears throat> when he gets the opportunity, he comes through, like that's what happened in Miami. And, but it would was always be so weird as he would come through 
And then some other coach will come in and take the opportunity away from him. So it's like, okay, what do, what do coaches know that we don't know? Uh, but like things are really lined up for Drake here. You, the, this regime traded for him uh, to try and make some kind of weird mm-hmm. playoff push. I, I thought the trade was ridiculous at the time of, you're okay, you're trading for a running back on an expiring contract, and you just committed like the second or third largest I contract forgot what that at trade, the running back. I forgot back. what that trade even was. I forgot what, it, that, it was, what the conversation was like, even was. I think it was a five that turned into a four, if I remember right off the top yeah. of my head. But yeah. but anyway, th- so they trade for him. Right. His contract is going to expire. You already have money invested in David Johnson. You can't – they were in a situation of you can't pay Drake. Like you're – you can't submarine mm-hmm. the team's cap to pay David Johnson and Kenyon Drake. Then they put the transition tag on him anyways. Now, I mean, as history played out, David Johnson was traded basically the, the exact same time they put the transition transition tag on to Kenyon Drake. But my, my, my point is they didn't know at the time what they were going to do with David Johnson. They just knew they had to keep Kenyon Drake and they made sure that was going to happen by putting a contract on him, that's going to give him $10 million this year. Right. So I think that they are all in on Kenyon Drake. He fit the scheme perfectly. And that, so that's the other point in David Johnson's favor. I will say he looked lost. He looked like he did not belong that, yeah. in Cliff Kingsbury's system. And mm-hmm. once you, once you see an NFL player thinking on the field, that's when they start to look like David Johnson look where they just, they're slow because the decision is not, an instinct. I know where my body knows where it needs to go instead of having to, you know, break everything down up in your brain as a running back and then react. It's not going to work in the NFL. Everyone's way, way too big, way too fast. So that's a point of maybe DJ still has it. He was just such a poor scheme fit here in Arizona. Anyway, but so back to Drake, dude, the running back position for Arizona was a gold mine last year. If you combine the starting running back, their output every single week for fantasy, it comes out to be the number three fantasy running back overall. Now, that was impossible to do last year because you had the week where David Johnson was back, quote, and then Chase Edmonds just goes ham because they don't even play David Johnson. You have the trade for Ken- the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I, I wanted to play Chase Edmonds at DFS, and I should have played him regardless. You would have, I should have played him. Hashed. Yeah. And then him. you had the trade for Kenyon Drake, and it was, well, I can't play Kenyon Drake. They just got him. Chase Edmonds is around. It's San Francisco. I can't play Ken. And then he was like the RB7 that week. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Like my, my point is not that you could have predicted it last year. It's simply that it happened. The running back position for this Cliff Kingsbury high-volume rapid uh, rate of play and Kyler Murray is going to be a lot better. Oh yeah. And they added, you know, a without question, top three wide receiver in the NFL is now on the team, helping the offense be better, which is just more scoring opportunities, which, you know, Kenny Drake was a rushing touchdown machine. That's where he was getting a huge amount of his value in the second half of last year. So I am all, I'm all in on Kenyon Drake. I think he has run. He's a running back. Low end running back one is where I'm willing to draft him with top five upside. Yeah, I, and but so you, so you do take him in front of Clyde. 
I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Because I mean, I, I mean, I, I I agree with you, Ken, Kenyon Drake. I mean, if you just if you just look at his time at Arizona last year, and you look at just his his rate of monster, like his rate of games of t- over twenty five points in PPR, there's nobody like the, the only guy better was Christian McCaffrey. He he did it almost sixty percent of the time. But Kenyon Drake was at thirty seven point five percent of the time. That's better over the course of the last two years, or even the last three years of Todd Gurley. Back when Todd Gurley was awesome, like dominating, it's better than Ezekiel Elliott. It's better than you know Alvin Jones. Dalvin. I mean, it's it's much better than Alvin Kamara. It's twice as good as Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson and and Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. It's like that's a it, like as far as his distribution of scoring, he was giving you very 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 big yeah. games, <laughs> like almost all, over over a third of the time. It's just so. But the case for Clyde over him, yeah, it, is, it's it's simply. Andy Reid and the running back and it's like you can choose how you want to look at the stats for Andy Reid running backs and I just I take that positive approach of you had you go from Jamal Charles just absolutely wrecking people for fantasy now Jamal Charles is a bit of a different player you know absolute elite athlete but then you move in all of a sudden it's Spencer Spencer Ware Spencer mm-hmm. Ware was great for fantasy when he was the yeah. known starter. Yep. Spencer Ware was great. And then you go right from that regime right into Kareem Hunt. We all know how great he was for fantasy. And then like Damian Williams is just like the cherry on top of the cake saying, if you have the right skill set for Andy Reid's offense, you're going to produce. And on top of that, just because you have Mahomes, you, you have a top three scoring offense in the NFL. If Patrick Mahomes is there, they're going to score a lot, increase the chance that your running back scores a touchdown, either a receiving touchdown or a rushing touchdown. So while I think – I do think that Drake is probably a safer pick. Screw that crap, man. I'm not, I'm not taking safe picks. I'm playing right. to win, and and Clyde Edwards has top three potential. Oh, I, 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 I totally agree. I, I, would lo- I would love it. I would love to get Clyde and, and Drake. It could, I could see. I mean, I could see it happening. That'd be a, if, that'd be if a Clyde dark, slips, sure. But I, I'm yeah. like, dude, August hasn't even happened yet, man. The casuals yeah. have not arrived yet back into fantasy football, and Clyde Edwards Alaire <laughs> is just going to start to skyrocket, especially as all of us talking heads start touting him. Yeah, I, well, I think some of the casuals are starting to are starting to creep creep back in. I, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting more and more I'm getting more and more questions about fantasy teams. It seems like that's usually it's usually a bit of a a bit of an indicator there that people are getting getting psyched again. I actually have a question for my own fantasy team that I that I that I'd like to oh, ask. Oh, let's you, go. That I, that I'd let's like to do ask it, man. You. Okay, so I have a, I, I I have a keeper league where I, where I could keep Kyler Murray for an, for a ninth rounder, or I could keep Terry McLaurin for a fifteenth rounder. Oh man. Okay, that is tough. Because uh, like that that ninth round, that's the price you want to pay for Kyler. You're not going to get him there. I mean, he's a like a what a five or a fifth or a sixth round pick. You got to take him in. Sometimes sometimes you can get him at the end Some, of the sixth. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Kyler is easy to project as that player to take the Lamar Jackson leap. I mean, because you're the same archetype of a of a quarterback. You don't get a thousand rushing yards, but you're going to get 500 rushing yards, and you get way more passing volume with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And and he had a off the top of my head, it was like a 3.7 percent touchdown rate, which is mm-hmm. is absurdly low. Where like the league average is is four and a half percent of your attempts turn into a touchdown, 
and Kyler didn't have that. He also gets the benefit of DeAndre Hopkins. So Kyler's passing touchdown volume could go way, way up. He was also playing with a hurt Christian Kirk for the majority of the season, and they didn't have any other superstars besides an aging Larry Fitzgerald. So he's super interesting in the ninth. Uh, but, you know, I just the way I play with quarterback, of the, I assume this is a single quarterback. Yeah, it's a single yeah. quarterback. It's a single quarterback home league. It's my oldest league with a bunch of dudes who really are still of the mindset that they like these guys take these guys each take two quarterbacks and they, they Heck, take them a little bit yeah, earlier yeah. and stuff. And so that's just a kind just something to throw in. But yeah, no, I, I, get I think it. it might be hard. It might be, might be hard to pass on McLaurin in the 15th. Yes. I was going to say McLaurin's comps. If you look at like since 2000, the history of, of uh, guys that put up his production, it's he's surrounded by elite company, man. It, and, and he would have had a thousand yards had he not gotten hurt right at the very end of the year. Easy, easy would have had a thousand yards, but okay. But players that put up very similar production to him are guys like Andre Johnson and Julio Jones. And they're like, he's right there with their production. And I think the sky's the limit for what Terry McLaurin could do, even with Haskins. I mean, like people like to point out, you know, look, Haskins was bad, man. <laughs> like, there's, there's no, there's no arguing that when Haskins started, he was bad. He did get better towards the, the end of the year. If I'm remembering it right, he had, I think seven passing touchdowns in his starts, which is terrible. But six of those touchdowns were his final three games. Like it was starting to come together. The yard trying to take selfies with the crowd. Yeah, he he was getting into it. (laughs) And I mean, but anyway, my my point was Terry McLaurin splits pre Dwayne Haskins as a starter. He averaged sixty four yards a game. After Haskins was the starter, he averaged sixty four sixty five yards a game. Like his. His yardage was there. The touchdowns uh-huh. did go down. And now you like you have the the Alex Smith factor is in play as insane as a miracle as it sounds that Alex Smith might play football again. He might. And if Alex Smith is not playing, he's at least there coaching up Dwayne Haskins. And I, w- I would love to have my young quarterback be coached up by Alex Smith. So I'm McLaurin is probably my pick. I mean, free. Although Kyler in the ninth, it's whatever. The, the cost is not a factor for me. It's who do I want? What like can I get a top fifteen wide receiver in the fifteenth round? And that sounds pretty freaking good. Right, right, all right. Well, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the advice because everybody <laughs> cares so much about my my fantasy team. And well, I, and it? I'll say that I'll, I'll say um, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't I didn't, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I say we all do it. Like. I ask Jason and Andy advice. From my <laughs> yeah, like, totally. It's it's much easier to give advice on what <laughs> right. someone could do because I'm not yeah. emotion I'm not emotionally connected to your team or your players yeah. or 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 my league that's full of complete assholes, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> well, so, so let me so let me just I think I heard and you might not might not know off the top of your head, but I haven't got my hands on the on your ultimate draft kit yet, but I think. I've heard whether it was Jason Moore telling me or just seen on Twitter, Matt Harmon's reception perception really liked Terry McLaurin. I, I yes. believe so. Yes, that's just did. also some also something to keep in mind there. Yeah, he, with he him. grades out as a basically an elite wide receiver. I think he it was funny because I'm talking about uh, Terry on tomorrow's show. So I, actually, I I think I have the note right here. Let's see. Yeah, third. So he was the he graded out as the third best rookie wide receiver against press coverage. Which, as like you know, like because yep. you're in football, that's a big jump for 
when college wide receivers all of a sudden have to face press coverage against grown men, like if the press coverage is not really the go-to anymore in college anyways. So it's this whole mm-hmm. new thing that they're having to deal with. And the, the top three guys that graded out as rookies, Odo Beckham, Tyree Kill, and now Terry McLaurin. The 2020 Roster Watch Draft Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet is back. Just follow the three simple rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. That's it. Three simple rules. It- What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co doesn't get any easier winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate just bring along the roster watch cheat sheet to your draft and dominate it's only $5.99 download now at rosterwatch.com it's the ultimate draft cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com how, how are things going to translate for how are things going to translate for Keenan Allen like have you all talked much about I, yeah. I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much talk about Keenan Allen from anybody this off season. Because it just we're all feel like people, out, man. Yeah, people are tossing the <laughs> tossing the toss, well, t- tossing the baby out with the bathwater here because of what because it's Terod Taylor. Are they? Or I mean, is it? What yeah. is it? What is it? It's it is definitely a little bit of that because just we haven't we had we we saw Taylor sustain fantasy value like for Sammy Watkins, the Lizard King, his rookie year, Sammy's <laughs> rookie year. But other than that, I mean, we haven't really seen wide receiver production from Taylor because he has, he can run. And like yep. what people don't necessarily correlate with when a, when a quarterback runs, it's be, well, because they're choosing to not keep their eyes down the field, find the open receiver and throw it. It's no, this play has gone to trash immediately. I'm, I'm out, I'm bailing, I'm going to run. That's, that's a passing attempt that is now gone that mm-hmm. that Philip Rivers would have had a passing attempt. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he would so, have. Yeah, <laughs> yes, of course, Rivers. <laughs> so it you combine that with it just the concern of a new quarterback in the system. Keenan Allen is elite, man. He's an elite route runner. He's one of the best wide receivers. He will tell you he's the best wide receiver in the AFC if you follow his Twitter account. Yeah. But and then the, just the questions of how long is Taylor the starter? Like, and then if it's not, now you have Herbert who look, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on Herbert, but look, I'm not an NFL scout. I don't, I miss on quarterback evaluations. They miss on quarterback evaluations, but it's a scary situation to put all of the faith into Keenan Allen being an elite wide receiver when you're so connected to the play of your quarterback for fantasy purposes. So I, I think he's fine. His ADP where he is, I'm okay taking him there, but when you do it, man, you just gotta just, just remind yourself like he's great. He's, he's, he's a, an elite he's wide a really receiver. Player. I believe, I believe in the talent of the player. Uh, life will find a way to get it done. He has the courage to, he, he has the courage to tell Le'Veon Bell that his music sucks. That's, that's another thing that I, that's, that's another I didn't thing that know I, that one. That's, that's, that's another good. Thing that I really, really, really like about him. Um, what, what about, um, okay. So how about this? This was a, this is a little exercise I was thinking about to maybe ha- um, ask, ask trash man on our serious show this weekend. But I thought I'd just ask you just to see if you had a, so basically which one of these wide receivers is currently being taken as a wide receiver two in fantasy. Do you think has the best shot of ending up as a wide receiver one? 
And the guy's going the court, the guy's going or ending up as the wide receiver one. So we're talking oh, about okay. Okay. Shot of being like the overall best. So a low, a low uh, likelihood scenario, right? But just sure. which one do you think has the best chance? So, okay, so the guys going is wide receiver twos right now and half point PPR are Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton, D.K. Metcalf, DJ Chark and Devontae Parker. Could you make a, a rational case that for any one of those guys to finish as the wide receiver one in fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean, Beckham is the easy one, and I don't want to take that just because we, we've seen him, you know, basically do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm back think, with Beckham. I think like, Beckham I, had, I, I think Beckham one year, one, one year actually was the wide receiver one. I don't was know it, if he hit it or not. His rookie year, he was, you know, 1,400 yards or whatever. And, double the yeah. touchdowns. I don't know if he actually hit the one or not. Uh, but I was, I just wanted to throw out, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on that. Beckham was hurt. He, he got hurt in training camp. He was hurt the entire year and he's going to be better. Are you, are you bypassing Odo Beckham in your drafts? Or are you okay? Taking oh. him in, back to glory. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Odo Beckham. Like, I'm, okay, so I've, you're still I've never okay. been off. I've, I've, I've never been off. I'm not going to jump off now. Now's not okay. the time. You know, <laughs> I'm just jumping just off checking now. in. Um, yeah, yeah. What's What's funny is I'm actually lower on Cooper Cup than like especially the the rest of the footballers. I think I'm lower on him than than everyone else because I'm I'm worried about what happened at the end of the season. I know it could be he just it fell off because he forced he, he forced the rehab issue with his ACL to get back on the field and. I don't know what that is like, but I I hear people that I respect injury people saying it just it, his legs gave up on him and he just you know it, it, he wore out so mm-hmm. he should be he should be back to health and then if he's back to health, uh, Jared Goff returns to form because they, it was a bit of a disaster last year and they're really just they're running the two wide receivers and the tight ends so like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about. Brandon Cooks taking targets or anything like that because Cooper Cup is a touchdown threat. You, if you're going to be the number one guy, you've got to hit double digit touchdowns. Like that's if you can't do that, you're out for me. And Cooper Cup is one of those guys that he could oh, have a yeah. fluky 16 plus touchdown year. It could just bounce that way, and then uh, so I could see him ending at number one, even though I'm lower on him than most people. With 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 Odell Beckham, what it was, it was in 2015, his second year. He only played 15 games, but he ended up as wide receiver two in fantasy points per game behind Antonio Brown by only okay. 0.5 by only 0.5 points. If he would have played all, if he would have played all 16 games and would have gotten 20 points in that final uh, game of the season, he 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 would have finished wide receiver one. So yeah. that's that's that, that's what I was thinking about. He can do with it. Him. He, oh, oh, yeah, he can he can do it for sure. And the, the thing about Cup too is like, especially if you're thinking about in PPR. I mean, he's finished as what? Like, I mean, he's had he's had near near top five finishes, you know, in PPR. So I I don't see I I think that that's a perfectly per, perfectly reasonable answer. All right, so um, a quick thing I wanted to go through here with you, um, where you have to pick a side, and this is not always football, but I made probably ten. <laughs> these these ten are the best th- questions. 10, 10, 10 to 15 questions here. We'll start out with football and it, it'll, it'll right. devolve from there. Um, so ro- robust RB versus zero RB. You, you have robust. to pick a side. 
it's it's easy for me. It's robust. Analytics Twitter versus film Twitter. You have to pick a side. <laughs> uh, I, if I have to pick a side, I have to go with analytics. I, use, I mean, I use both. Both are, I believe, very necessary. The problem with film is it's it's subjective. I, I can't prove anything to you because it's just my opinion. Where, but I can make numbers say things that they they aren't actually saying. You can't put a number on a guy's elite vision or his hip, hip right. swivel. Yes, ankle exactly. Flexion. Okay. Um, would you, uh, so you have to pick a side. You have to do one of these two things. You have to, but you have to pick a side. You have to answer Twitter uh, sit start questions for 24 hours straight, or you, <laughs> or you can have no food for 36 hours straight. Oh, man. No food. Can I have water? Yeah. Yep. You can, have, you can have water. Nothing oh. like a smoothie or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I I know myself. I probably have to take the twenty four hour Twitter a thon. <laughs> you really couldn't hack it for that I, for thirty six hours, dude. I fall apart without food. I fall I fall apart. Answer Twitter sit starting <laughs> question. No, um, they are they are the, the least favorite part of the job. But okay. I'm here for the people. I'm trying to help. Yeah. What if, what if, okay, I'm not even going to put that qualification, but I'll just tell people <laughs> the, the worst way to ask one of these questions is just to say, is just to tweet at somebody and say like Calvin Ridley or DJ Chark. It's like, what, I'm going to get back to you. You didn't even have the fucking courtesy to say, oh, hey, Alex, can you tell me who, who you'd rather pick? You know. So um, the, okay. What's the, the harder part, like if someone wants to ask me, you know, DJ Chark or Raheem Mostert. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Maybe you don't have access to my my flex rankings. But if you're literally wow. asking me position to position, dude, those are 100% free. They are on my <laughs> website. And, and, and yeah. I get it. I get they want like the actual, this is the stamp. This is the nod of approval. I am speaking this into existence. But the, the rankings are there. Okay. <laughs> Feel Fair free enough. to look. Uh, let's say what are, you're you're in Arizona. Uh, yep. Green, you 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 have to take a side. Green salsa or red salsa? Red. I mean, who who would take the green salsa side? I don't know. I've I've come around that I can eat it now. It always used to like freak me out. I can mm-hmm. eat it and it's fine. But red salsa is, is much better. Um, what about if you go to Chipotle? Uh, you have to pick a side: guacamole or shredded cheese? Oh, shredded cheese. You got to have the cheese. I can go oh, without you, guac. You're just throwing out the guac, huh? <laughs> Look, she, I want the, I want the, the guac. guac much, Alex, you're making me choose a side, man. Yeah. Guac's a much more expensive item. So high, true. High, I can say higher. extra cheese, and they'll give me extra cheese. True. All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of Arizona, uh, you have to pick a side. Sweltering summer heat versus miserable winter cold. Uh. <laughs> The the problem is I've never actually experienced <laughs> cold winter. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like. I've because cold here is it gets it's like the forty kind of fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh, for us it's cold. Uh, yeah, I think I would. I think I would prefer the cold, but that's because I've just experienced so many of the summers, and they are the absolute worst. Yeah, well, I mean, spend a spend a spend a winter in Minnesota, and you might not think that this is the worst anymore. That's, that's why I'm qualifying. 
okay, um, a, uh, okay, you ha- you have to pick a side: a, a swift kick to the nuts or three hours of brain freeze. Like oh, the brain you freeze get- from eating ice cream, or like right? Like, no, you and, and it's and the feeling is that feeling right at first, not kind of after it subsides and you've gotten a hang of it. Now let me let me ask if you've experienced this. I I can't prove this. This is like uh, film analysis here, but. <laughs> I feel like as I've gotten older, the intensity when I get a brain freeze, it is it it's far worse. It's they they get worse and worse the older oh. I get. Hmm. Have you noticed I've, this? No, I haven't noticed any oh. uh, any, any 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 real difference. Well, I've always I've, hated them. I've always well, hated them. yeah, they're terrible. But now that I've yeah. inceptioned that thought into your brain, prepare for them to oh, get I'm even sure. worse. Jesus but so Christ. three hours? No, man, just get it over the, with. Yeah, give me the. Give I mean, sure to kick. say it, it's a it's a swift kick. It it comes and goes quickly. Okay, um, okay. Uh, how about you're, you're still paying for that three hours later? Probably. He, here's one. This here's a here's a here's a deep one. Uh, would you rather Would you rather uh, do something not to, not to disappoint them, you know, deeply or like in a way that's really going to hurt them emotionally? But would you rather disappoint your wife or or, or your kid? My wife. <laughs> really, really? Okay. I think I'd rather disappoint my kid. I don't think that they would. I mean, my kids are so young. I'm not sure that they would remember any big, any big yeah, disappointments from me. Yeah, they, no, they they probably won't. But I've I've got three of them, so they they'd all probably gang up on me. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. For me, it's just I try to go by that happy wife, happy life. I'm not sure about the happy kid, happy anything else. All right, just just a well, few more of these. It's, it's all correlated, man, because the kid will. If, if, if the I kids, disappoint the kids, now I'm now I've disappointed the wife. You know what? That's that's the answer. <laughs> the answer is you don't because if you disappoint the kids, you disappoint the kids and the wife. If you disappoint yes. the wife, then at least you're only getting it from one side. That's, exactly. It's fucking brilliant. Okay, um, just a, just just a few more here. I've I have, we're good, I have man. These more. are fun. Um, uh, you but but you have to pick a side: sweat ketchup versus pea mustard. <laughs> okay as in uh these these are my now bodily functions i'm not yes <laughs> yeah uh yeah. You go outside you get a little sweaty you got, you got to pat the pat pat the ketchup off your okay and it's pea mustard is that what it was yeah, you got to pee out you, you got to you got to go with the pee the mustard man like in arizona i we're all just gonna look like crime scenes walking <laughs> okay, around no, that makes sense <laughs> makes sense it's gonna it, it's gonna sound like a crime scene every time you go every <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah i didn't factor in the the pain of the urethra the, uh, but the vinegar content yeah um, <laughs> oh man that's okay. not gonna be good just one more that kind of is a painful one um all right but but you have to pick a side um if you have hot hot coffee just poured on top just on, on on top of your head not in your face on top of your head okay it, or eat a live scorpion <laughs> um Man, it's probably the scorpion because I think I think if you get if you go fast enough, I think it might not get, bite you. Yeah, well, here's the thing about scorpions is they they don't bite you, Alex. They, they right, right? They they pinch you or they get <laughs> they you with the poison tail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I mean, the, these are like the most frightening creatures that you can ever encounter in the wild, and they're they're not very large, but they are still terrifying. The the way that they move and come at you, but. Uh, a whole thing of coffee poured on the brain 
at hot temperatures. I, no, I, I think I can get the Scorpion. I think I can get him before he gets me. Okay, last two. Um, but but, you, but you, you 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 have to choose sides here. Well, you would you, uh, you 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 have to be two feet taller or two feet shorter. Taller. You you want to walk around being like eight foot two? I, I think you're like what? You're you're over yeah, six I'm, feet tall, right? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a six foot, but like yeah, no, I because I'll, I'll I'll be in the NBA. It'll happen. Oh, okay, fair enough. And then Actually, finally, no, me eight feet tall, I still would not be able to dunk. <laughs> Okay. That's how unathletic I am. Uh, okay, and then finally, I thought this one was hard. I I I, I don't because I'm down here in, in Texas, where it's, what, the weather's a lot, a lot like you guys. But you have to pick a side. Uh, no air conditioning for one day, mm. or no refrigeration for one week. And by refrigeration, I just mean electric refrigeration. Refri- right. Refrigeration. Your refrigerator, your freezer, the places where you keep stuff. And uh, no, it's the refrigerator. (laughs) You, if you haven't experienced the power outage in Arizona in the summer, so this is this is how it goes. You immediately call, you know, whoever the the AC people, and you tell them like, no, it's out, and you will be you will move up the list because and you will become high priority. It still might take hours for them to get there, but like it's an actual emergency. If you don't have air oh God, yeah. AC, you, you're calling hotels. You aren't staying at that house anymore because it will, your house will turn, your house will be 90 degrees in a couple hours. Yeah. And you can't, and unless you get like, even if you, I've even looked into buying generators in case it happens. If you buy one of these generators, these, these, these generators don't work on a full HVAC system. It's like you got to buy the whole generator. No, not the ones you put gas in. You crank up in the fucking drive, driveway. Those Did things you- are enough to, those things are enough to keep your like refrigerator on. Maybe have a couple fans. You can you plug get in the, your iPhone. Uh, got to get that Tesla <laughs> power wall, man. Yeah. Get oh, batteried up. Need to need I I need to sell a whole lot need to sell a whole 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 lot more of these draft kits before you get that going on. Um, all right, all right. So uh, again, he's been Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers. Speaking of draft kits, you can am. find there. I've, I've been him, but I I still am him. He 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 has been. He continues to be, and I, I, I'm assuming he will continue to be in, into the future. I hope you can so. find him find him on Twitter at ffhitman. You can find the draft kit at ultimatedraftkit.com, and of course, you can find their content uh, if you'd like to know an answer to a a, a single position sit, sit start question. You can of course find that at thefantasyfootballers.com. Mike, I'll get you out of here with this one, brother. Uh, All right. Love, love having you on. Thanks so much for doing it. Oh, it's always I, good to I, be here. I want to know one one player whose ADP is so egregious and cockamamie in one way or another that you just you, like you can't even bend you can't even bend your mind up to even understand it. Oh man. Uh, so usually, I, we we did a mock draft on today's footballers podcast, and he was there in the sixth round, and it's freaking it's Mark Ingram. Like the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And he just every mock I'm in, every draft I'm in, he's always there. And it's I look, I get that he he over succeeded based on his volume last year. Why would he not be able to do that again? His situation might be better. I get that look, I Jakey Dobbins is there. I think Dobbins is a stud. But it's still Mark Ingram's job. He is still the man. Their defense added Calais Campbell like the the, the strategy of 
defense pound the ball and then have Lamar Jackson scramble or and then throw a deep pass to Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown. Dude, like Mark Ingram could hit double digit rushing touchdowns easily again and try finding a running back in the sixth round who has that potential. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.